Hi, we are listening to uh, Last Man Standing podcast. If you're wondering what you're what you're watching, it's okay. But if you're wondering if you ever get uh, quality analysis of sports and other kind of sports related or non-sports related kind of stuff, well, then you're probably well, uh, asking the wrong questions because you're guaranteed in this podcast weekly and uh, about in about an hour uh, top-notch analysis of sports across Major League Baseball, NFL, uh, American sports, uh, also the, the mechanics of those sports like the business or, or TV ratings, uh, as well as other kind of sports like, like snooker or Formula One or NASCAR, uh, your guaranteed top quality um, analysis on all those topics. Uh, every, every every week of in about an hour of podcast here on on uh, on YouTube by me, Taylor Tenov, aka uh, Taylor Gaming. Right now we're we are directing you to this week's edition of Last Man Standing podcast. Welcome everyone with another with the fourth edition edition actually of Last Man Standing podcast with me your host Taylor Tenov. With after quite a break to be honest, it is some uh, something like a month. Since our last edition, we're back, and for the first time in the history of the podcast. Uh, and by the way, thanks for your great support, guys. The the previous episode actually gathered um, 200, uh, 200 uh, listens already, which is by by many times surpassing uh, the the uh, combined uh, listens view allowed listens total of the previous two uh, editions of the podcast. So it. It, it, it amounts for tremendous growth that I believe will continue if we uh, if uh, I do the podcast regularly and of course with your support guys and sometime uh, some some additions sometime here on on last minute we're gonna touch on what has made the podcast what, what, what has helped the podcast grow at least substantially I mean substantially or, 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 or more or less to grow in other words um, and look at the details. I'm going to release, uh, but I'm not going to engage as to when we're going to do that. But I'm going to release uh, uh, statistics on who listens to the podcast, from where. I mean, after all, this is the most important of the statistics and uh, view uh, view totals and stuff like that. As we as we look to grow with your support, uh, of course, guys. For for the first time in in, uh, in the history in the in the young short history of our podcast. We have all the major sports leagues uh, back. We had the, we had the NBA. Um, of course, we've had the NBA since the beginning. But who watches that? Um, it is a it is a bad product. But there there even there are even worse things about it, which we are gonna get. Of course, we're gonna get to it. Is the biggest piece of news surrounding the NBA probably since the league. Um, let, let's put it that way. Since the league closed, because for most people, um, when the league returned, everybody knew it was going to be woke. That it started to embrace Black Lives Matter, and everybody, I, I, I personally gave up on it long before it returned. I, I haven't watched the NBA since it, since its return. I'm not actually saying that for attention. I'm saying that to make uh, to, to give an example of what I'm talking about, um, and I think. The, the the numbers show that a lot of people and I'm, I'm I'm not just an isolated example. A lot of people gave up on the NBA long before the NBA returned to their uh, home television. 
uh, to their home, to the television set uh, in their home. Um, therefore, the, their return was not as big piece of news as the, as the suspension of operations on March the 13th was. So this is the biggest piece of news. Um, and it's a uh, piece of news since March. And it's uh, it has to do with the ratings, of course. Um, although the ratings, it's, it, 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 by far, it, just, it, it isn't just the finals that have seen a um, an unbelievable downfall. It was long before that. We talked about it a lot in the first and second editions episodes of Last Man Standing. But this just this is this is um, peak NBA, peak 2020. Nothing can um, nothing can show what the NBA is like in 2020. Then this piece of news, which we're gonna get to in a moment, we're gonna also touch on NFL. We're going to have a talk about NFL and AFL a lot today. Some wrestling, of course, um, and um, Major League Baseball. Also, we have the MLB playoffs, which are now getting into the uh, League Championship Series with the Braves leading against the, the 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 Dodgers. Although by the time you listen to this, they might not they might not be. Uh, I mean, the series could have. Uh, could be over because um according to this on Tuesday it's gonna get out as always nine uh nine o'clock Bulgarian time two o'clock Eastern time or uh, every Sunday so uh, yeah of course as I make that podcast I make it at my own pace which is the benefit of uh, doing business by myself uh, but it is one of the bad sides of this is that um. This substantial delay as to when you're going to listen to this, you know, the stats concerning the uh, not the stats but the status of the of the two series is not uh, so um, relevant, not so um, accurate. But where this is not so important as regarding the discussions, uh, as regards to discussions we're going to have in today in today's uh, episode. So I say we kick that off. With, um, with some ratings and then something about I mean, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna reach everything um, at the end of the day. So we're gonna start with some ratings. Uh, I have a lot of things prepared. I have I actually have some things prepared. I'm just uh, we're gonna get to ratings. Then we're gonna get to we're gonna get to the NBA and with the NBA we're gonna get to other things which are not necessarily ratings, but are still in a very similar discussion. But to start on a normal note, to start on a normal note, I'm gonna talk about the NFL, about the NFL uh, ratings over the over over the first uh, five weeks, so that we can get a um, a, a slow, uh, composed start before we get to the to the um, tension, which is the NBA, of course. Um, but the NFL, the NFL has seen actually, interestingly or not, everybody I believe has different opinions on this. Although in the start it wasn't really any kind of, um, at least the first week was pretty um, was pretty similar to the uh, to what the NBA was experiencing. Was experiencing and the numbers showed the numbers show uh, numbers showed just that, and after that. Kind of, I mean, stabilized at least compa- when you compare it to the first to the first week, 
but it didn't really stabilize. It continued the same trend. It had, a, it had, I mean, the season so far has had three games uh, increasing ratings, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine games increase in viewership. A viewership is an important rating. Um, 18 to 20, 18 to uh, 49 are, well, we don't know actually if they increase or not, but they are not all that impressive. Um, so, I guess the opening week, which had the most, um, say with normal words, it has the, it had the most NBA-style NBA style pre-game celebrations. <laughs> I mean, they played something called the Black National Anthem after all. And it really seems like I'm just duplicating what I will say and what I have already said. But really, it's, this is the way it uh, actually would actually this is what actually affects um, viewership right now. Um, NFL it has um, most of their games now. Right now, they have attend they have uh, they don't have crowds, but they have people. So. For, for, the, to the, for, the fullest, for the fullest extent, the um, wrestling, at least, has shown us that um, once you get people in, if you don't, if you, it's not a packed crowd, um, even even twenty five percent of the arena is enough to have that crowd fan uh, slash fandom um, uh, factor back to your to your viewership and ratings. And therefore, NFL has no uh, has no actually um, excuse or um, something to justify that kind of um, that kind of a downfall that they've experienced so far. Especially considering the the trend they were on uh, during the last two seasons. And a part of the deal is actually what we have. What we have, what we actually experienced or saw in the previous four seasons overall, the league reached its peak viewership in 2015. I think um, this, it was also the was it the most watched Super Bowl? Uh, no, the most watched Super Bowl of the previous season. Uh, anyway, and then two seasons after that, and also therefore it reached also. Um, Increasing, it had increasing revenue. All the revenue, it's revenue is kind of also an, uh, in sports and in business. Uh, actually, I think focusing on operating income and profit slash loss, although that is what um, what uh, profit slash loss is, but that would make more sense focusing on operating income than on revenues. Because that's what an entrepreneur slash businessman is actually in the game for. They try to make money. They, because if you invest, if you invest um, five billion and you get only two hundred million back, people, some people who have no absolutely no understanding of how uh, business works, will say, "Oh, oh, oh, he's gonna get, he's gonna bring home two hundred million. He's gonna bring, uh, bring home two hundred million dollars." And people, uh, I don't understand how they don't realize that it's actually a loss of four, 
four billion uh four billion eight hundred million dollars. Four point eight million dollars four point eight billion dollars. It just it just wildly inaccurate most of this information which we see in the mainstream sports media and it's not actually worth the time getting your information from there. <laughs> right now I mean the only sites I, I, I use for uh, sports business regularly most of the time I have to search uh, deep to, to, to dive deep into those because all, most of the things that I discuss are not all widely discussed. That's what I'm trying to do. I, I try to bring, bring you some topics which are not as common. I mean, and, and, and now we get to this point where this is how you do business also from, from, from my uh, standpoint. Some information, some background for, uh, as to what I'm talking about. Um, the, the kickoff game between the Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs, which, had, which was one of the two games which had uh, people in the stadium. About 10% they had I don't know if it's ten percent. It had seventy seventeen hundred uh, seventeen um, thousand people, seventy thousand people in attendance, out of seventy six thousand uh, seat stadium, and ratings decreased by thirteen percent, viewership down by seven percent, and from ratings every game was down. Every game was down. Um, every, every window was down. Actually, I, I should say. 29 um, the Monday night Monday night football games were down 22 percent and 29 percent. Denver, Tennessee, uh, Tennessee, and Denver had the worst um, uh, had the worst um, rating 4.6 down 29 percent. Although the game was extremely close. Green Bay, Minnesota, the early doublehead on Fox, 38% of the people got Green Bay, Minnesota. A, not a, yeah, a blowout win for the Packers, down 3%. Um, a single-header uh, single window for CBS, 31% got Miami England, 25% got Chargers, Cincinnati, down 18%. Sunday Night Football, Dallas and Rams, and beware, this is a Dallas Cowboys opening weekend game. It didn't hit 20 million, which is for most seasons, or on either prime time, uh, prime time broadcast television, or on Fox, uh, for, or, or on Fox's game of the uh, America's game of the week. It's almost a guarantee that the Cow Cowboys game is gonna hit 20 million, and it, 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 it not only did not hit 20 million in that game, but in all of the game, it, it has hit. It has hit. 20 million just um, on just one occasion, on just two occasions, yeah. But on both occasions, ratings were down, and they were actually up one percent against the, the Seahawks in Week Three. All the opening week games impacted by, to some extent, by this. Although it was never really that, they were never, never really all that vocal as they were in the NBA. Um. But the, yeah, you could say that it was somewhat of a somewhat of a um, problem. It's somewhat of, somewhat of a, a problem of a trend downward trend. Um, but if it, if that's really the the case, should, I, it probably should um, it should be all uphill from there. Well, week two provided some some spark in in, in the. Um, in, the, in tough times, 
uh, New Orleans, Las Vegas, the first home game in Raiders history. On uh, it was on ABC, ESPN, and ESPN two. Um, it had 50 million, 50 million people watch it, uh, an increase of 28 million. Although it probably wouldn't have hit, yeah, it definitely wouldn't have hit 50 million if, that, if it didn't have an ABC feed. Um, the Fox's early window, which had Atlanta Dallas 23%, had hit 60 million, a rating of 9, and up 1%. Uh, and the two highest rated. Kansas City Chargers on uh, CBS, an extremely uh, an overtime game, as well as New England Seattle, uh, an incredible ma- game. Both were down in ratings, and the Seattle game increased 0.3% in rating uh, in, in, in viewership. But uh, but then again, viewership is not near. It's it's not it's not nearly as important as ratings. If you um, ask. If you ask um, people within the industry, I'm talking about um, some companies and sport. They're not sports, but companies with smaller scope and size, size and scope, whatever, whatever it is, which trying to actually, which have to work a lot more than the NFL because NFL is a is a is a um, complete product it has been for some time now but those who are actually more desperate as to keeping their contracts they will tell you the most this was actually Tony Khan recently said it has been confirmed mostly by everyone who is not uh, as big as the NFL or um, the MLB or the NBA, <laughs> the NBA is not that big anymore. But yeah, um, or, or maybe the fact that the, the uh, most of those who say it are have shows on cable also play a, plays a part. But the thing that earns your money, that earns your payday, that you make a living off, is the um, the demo the, the eighteen forty nine demographic. So this is. The biggest factor on cable, with a, with a business with the size and scope of the NFL, the regular ratings, not the demo, would play, play a bigger part, but it's certainly not viewership. And ratings are tanking this year. And week two was the best in terms of increases. Everything from there was was pretty bad. The the, the next week had only one increase, Kansas City Baltimore, in this. Because this was so anticipated of a game on ESPN, um, everything else was was down. Dallas and Seattle and Fox in the late doubleheader decreased by nine percent. Still had twenty-two million, but they decreased by nine percent. Green Bay New Orleans on Sunday Night Football, incredible marquee matchup, a rating of ten, down seven percent. Las Vegas New England with in the Houston Pittsburgh singleheader on CBS Sunday. Really highly anticipated games, 8.8, minus 90%. Early doubleheader on Fox, which um, looks a bit... Uh, Rams and Bills was an incredible, uh, was an incredible game, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it was uh, a call swing for the Bills. Chicago and Atlanta was another um, comeback by, by, uh, by a team facing the, the Falcons, minus 23%. 
Miami Jacksonville was not a game between two competing teams, still down 18%. And you probably can imagine that the week three Thursday night football game last year wasn't um, brilliant as well because the early Thursday night football games never produce anything incredible, especially because the first three weeks are not on Fox, they're just on NFL Network, so they put the, 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 the not so great games uh, in those first three weeks. Um, in the same, the same. Uh, went the same applied to the next week's game, Denver Jets, which was down 70%. Now, this game, the previous year, it was on both, uh, it was on Fox. So, this weekend, we can give a pass. Everything, but everything else, down again. Mm. Okay, New York and Kansas City, uh, it cannot be compared because there wasn't a game like that last year because the New York Kansas City were, were um, postponed by a day. Because Cam Newton got COVID or something, um, but it's still 8.3 with a four uh, demographic uh, rating in them in the key demo. Um, and Chargers Tampa Bay, which was the most received, still a pretty good game. Most received game on on CBS single header, minus 36 percent. Philadelphia's San Francisco on NBC minus 39 percent. Cleveland Dallas. Minus seven per uh, Cleveland Dallas and this Fox single header minus seven percent, and maybe maybe this middle that the, the Dallas game, um, oh, it didn't get twenty million viewers obviously, but um, the, the 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 single header as a whole didn't get get got nothing, and the late double header on CBS Buffalo and Raiders. It got 9.9 rating, which is somewhat of, somewhat impressive for the Bills and the Raiders, but it's still down 20% compared to last year. Not a single, um, not a single um, window to hit 10 in the ratings, and just one window to hit uh, to hit five or, or more in the in the key demo. And yeah, no reason really to to, to say piece by piece and. The, Week five, everything is down again. The the Dallas, the the, the CBS late doubleheader window, which had Dallas and, and Giants, a marquee matchup, got twelve point two with twenty two million viewers. But everything it was that still down twenty percent, twelve percent or twenty percent. Everything else was down again. Uh, NFL ratings are are, are are tanking, are tanking after two weeks of uh, after two years of, of uh, um. After two years of, um, of impressive increases, and really what we've seen as uh, no signs of, of uh, activism, of communist activism, in at least four weeks. So this can be seen, this can be given a pass as something that's the, the new norm in, I mean, it's not a norm. It wouldn't be a it wouldn't it wouldn't have been a norm in the previous three decades. The 80s, 90s, and the 200s wouldn't have been considered something normal. But with the NFL, actually, they've been building up. They've been building a, a, and they've been enlarging. they making. Uh, they've been making their empire larger. Although that can become contributed. That can be given credit to which. 
more a lot a lot of people. This was a term that uh, I actually heard from a show by Clay Travis. Um, now a a, a a sports TV rights contracts bubble, which you know can can explode in a certain moment. Uh, something that I, I definitely expect, um, which is definitely gonna affect. It's gonna spell the end for the NBA, at least with their current business business plan. Um, and be sure about something. Uh, I'm gonna touch at the moment. NBA has a lot more difficulties. Financially, there's their business plan, even without the BLM stuff, um, then the NFL has, then MLB has, definitely then NHL has, although it has, you know, it, it makes better money than two of those three leagues. It is in debt. It is in debt. We're going to we're gonna touch that. Um, but NFL has has been making has been making their empire larger by by the year with every season they have uh, increased their popularity overall. Although um, some of the numbers don't show that. The thing is, uh, American television is losing viewership by 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 the masses. By the masses, as the saying goes. Um, this has led to the league pretty much being in a cycle of good and bad periods after it after its uh, historic after its uh, all-time high numbers in 2015. Um, this is the regular season. As, as much as the people talk about Super Bowl, you need to uh, look at the big picture, and the big picture is. The the, the 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 what has the most the, the bigger amount of games the bigger amount of games has the regular season so it makes more sense to look at of the ratings of more games than the ratings of one game I think that's that's precisely obvious um, but it has led the league to have as we see as we've seen two years of great games two years of uh, what the hell am I talking two years of great ratings of increases two years of and, or, or as was the as was the case, literally two years of decreases, um, decre- ratings then decreased by eight and nine percent respectively in 2016, 2017, and in both uh, television seasons, if not uh, if not mistaken, or over that span, uh, either either of the two um, ratings on broadcast television and beware, and all, all, all NFL games are on broadcast television except Monday Night Football. And all, all, all playoff games are on, on, on broadcast television. Uh, broadcast television ratings across the board decreased by 12%, which is which means that the NFL um, was kind of it was kind of on, on profit compared to what television broadcast broadcast television experienced in all, in overall. Um, then you had two years of uh, increases. And now it's starting to to um, to decrease. Um, this is mostly because, as I say, people don't watch, um, don't watch television all that much. Uh, it's, you cannot uh, attribute that to the activism because it mostly has stopped. Um, but it's gonna spell numbers for for uh, the NFL, as we saw. NFL hit record revenues, 
record ratings and probably record operating income 2015. Then it continued with two, two, two while their ratings were declining, um, they were still charging with the prices from their record ratings, which meant that their revenues were even more record, were even, even higher. Because what he said it made no sense uh, from a gram grammatic, a grammatic uh, stand, uh, standpoint. Um, but then after those two decreases, an overall decrease of God knows 10% uh, of it over that two-year span of decreases, their ratings then in the following two years in which ratings increased, these were the last year and the year before that, ratings uh, uh, ratings increased, revenue went down, revenue went down because they were trying to, they were now charging, um, they were now charging um, companies and uh, prices for the ads by the standards of the of their ratings from the years of downfall. So this is an absolute cycle, cyclic uh, process. And now they have uh, a year which they are going to see tremendous, tremendous um, revenue loss, revenue losses. Um, we have seen that before the season, NFL uh, announced uh, that they were going to lose uh, close to 7 million um, average per game because they were, were going to have attendance. And even if they have 50% of their capacity, I don't, I don't think any, any team will have a packed stadium um, except for the Dolphins, but I'm not sure about them. I, I'm not going to give you guarantees about the Dolphins. But even, even if teams have 50% uh, of their capacity field, they're still going to lose more than $3 million per, um, per game. And already, uh, according to OverTheCap.com, next year's salary cap is set at $176 million per team, which is already um, 20, uh, $22 million less than this year's um, salary cap. Um, I, I, I think it may not even hit that because they will not have negotiating power if the ratings continue in this trend. And I don't think the industry, I don't think the industry prioritizes playoff numbers and ratings over regular season numbers and ratings, or they will not, they will, they will apply only to their respective fields and not to, not cross, not cross-roaded like numbers, numbers from playoffs to give them leverage to charge certain prices, um, to charge certain prices um, uh, for regular season, vice versa. Um, it, it it is um, it is gonna make them. It, it's gonna attribute to uh, a greater loss of, of revenue, if not this year, then next year. And either they're not gonna hit 176 million in in in, in salary cap, which is gonna be pretty bad because even now, even currently, there are. There are 19. There are nine teams of the 32 which have uh, a deficit 
in their uh, deficit. I mean, they, they have spent on, on players about half of the, about not half, but about, they have about 30 players average signed, those nine teams. They have, they have, uh, they pay them more than the projected cap for next year. And if, if, if the cap goes even even lower to 60 million, um, there are going to be even more teams able to, um, to, to which are going to be over the cap. There are going to be significantly less teams. They're not okay, not significantly less, but there are going to be a, very, a lot of teams which have uh, an incredible surplus, meaning that um, they are going to be a fight with um, the Players Association, or there is going to be um, a literal lowering of the salaries, which would mean, which would make for uh, an overhaul in the team's rosters, uh, more than any kind of problem for any kind of team. I don't expect any team to have in the NFL anything to, have, anything to have financial problems um, threatening their future. That may happen with other sports. It may happen with baseball. I mean, it's not going to happen with baseball, probably. It's obviously not going to happen with the AFL down in Australia, although the very different circumstances, very different circumstances. Um, but it's going to be pretty bad for some teams, especially for those teams who have currently currently spent more than the projected salary cap on players for next season. And then these are some pretty competitive teams. This is going to be a major shakeup for the NFL, currently teams which have which are over the next year's uh, cap. And neither of them actually has signed more than 44 players. Not many teams have signed more than 40, actually. Saints, Eagles, Falcons, Rams, Steelers, Chiefs, Vikings, Texans, Raiders. And the other than uh, there are three more teams which are within 10 millions. They have a, uh, a, a surplus of less than 10 million dollars. Bears, Packers, Buffalo Bills. This is going to be something major if the ratings, uh, if the ratings um, continue in that downward trend. But with sports, I don't think I, I'm not sure you can do anything. This is not wrestling. You cannot. Um, you cannot do anything in the short in the short term. You can you obviously don't rig the, rig the games in in sports because it's gonna be uh, if you if you rig a game to make it more more interesting. Uh, eventually, people who I mean it's 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 absurd. It's ridiculous to even think about this. But for the sake of the argument, for the sake of the debate. Uh, when people, when, uh, let's just say that people, when people understand that you have rigged the game, they're gonna, they're gonna get out of watching the league even more, or get even more trades. You you cannot do that in in sports leagues, which means you can only change the way you present your product, but that will change, but it only change so much in terms of the product. You can change when. Um, when you present your product as uh, in terms of time slots and windows, but if you're the NFL, who is uh, the champion, the television ratings champion in 2020, that you have you mostly have no competition, you cannot move out of 
uh, a time slot which has competition because you have no competition. Your ratings are still tanking. Again, this is not an existential threat. This is a threat to um, it's a threat most to teams, which which we're going to see a major overhaul, either that or a strike. Because labor unions are usually pretty unable to to think business wise across the board, not just in sports. But either that or a major overhaul. Now that we got that out of the way, 35 min uh, minutes, I'd say, pretty good. Um, let's talk some NBA. Oh my goodness. Oh my, let's just start with those, those numbers. Where have I got that? Where have I got that? Let's see. Um, I, I opened so much stuff here that I... Um, Okay, I'll just use that. I'll just use that. So, six games in the NBA Finals. Lakers, of course, reigning, reigning supreme in six, uh, winning the six games for their first title since 2010, of course. They won seven games against the Boston Celtics. Back then, the series in a much better um, TV environment still... Pretty close to what we have now. It was a it was a better environment, although three series since then have uh, averaged better ratings. These were by far not the best ratings we've ever seen uh, by an NBA final, but it averaged 10.6 with an 18% market share and 18.14 million viewers. That those are average numbers. Those are average numbers. Um. We had some great numbers from 2015 to 2017. Um, I think after 2016 or 2017, this is what people don't see. This is when actually, when the, the, when the NBA um, uh, pushing narratives down people's throats actually started. Because uh, they have been the left-wing league for so longer than just 2020. They, they did that. I mean, 2020, all the people who are extreme, who are on the extreme left, popped up by the masses. Um, they 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 stood out. They stood out, probably because they want, uh, they they wanted to um, to suck up to the central committee. If you know if you know what I mean, to the chairman, to the general secretary. Mm, these are metaphors, but they are referring to particular figures, particular organizations. Um, and you've got to be, you got to be pretty um, obvious what is happening. The, by the way, the down, down, down train in the finals, it's is uh, um, it, it started from uh, it started after 2017 season. The downtrend is after that. What we have seen is is absolutely um, historical. It's it's unprecedented. But it is a downward trend that started a long time ago. It's a downward trend that started this season a long time ago. And even ratings before the season was suspended were down. And pe those people within the NBA and the NBA in the league itself was, was um, started to be an activist movement league. It was this season. It was last season. It was it wasn't just before. It wasn't just after it resumed after the 
uh, er, the late May, early June events with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and well, what was this guy? Uh, Jacob Blake, those morons and more morons, of course, which which media wants to pretend like they're heroes, although they were pretty bad people. They weren't murdered because of racism. They were murdered because they tried, to, because they, um, because mostly because they tried to endanger the lives of officers and the lives of other people. And they were supposed to be arrested on actually on on realistic grounds. And they resisted arrests on realistic grounds, and they tried to pull out weapons. At least that's what the, the evidence shows, and they, they didn't want. Then uh, they endangered people's lives, and they they were then obviously they they there was no other choice than to shoot them, and they made them into heroes. And this is the media narrative. This is the narrative that the NBA pushes down people's throats. And Americans, this great for me. I live in Bulgaria, <laughs> and. I've never been to America, but America is the greatest country in the history of the world. It was, of course, it was, it was great. With with the, with time, it has become less greater because the you know, government has become bigger. And I'm, you know, I'm a guy that supports small government. I'm really libertarian um, on most issues. Libertarian. I'm libertarian overall. Um, but but America is the greatest country in the world because it has um, uh, because it has uh, it has paved the way. It has always stood out for freedom. It always it's, it's always meant it has always meant freedom and liberty and, and independence for for everyone. This is why it stood for capitalism. This is why it stood for democracy. Really, not the but democracy, but. Um, you know, we're obviously with a republic where you know they this doesn't endanger the majority doesn't endanger the liberty of the individual, and this is why America always always stood up for that, and that's why it's the greatest country in the world. And you can easily see that it's not a secret; it's pretty obvious why people have grown tired. Um, have grown tired of NBA's stupid political stunts, a product that once upon a time they were interested in watching basketball, watching good product, and watching a game that they were supposed that they were supposed to use that to get away from their everyday lives, which have all kinds of problems, all kinds of issues, also highs but also lows. They were supposed to use that be interested in something that has absolutely nothing to do with their lives, with the politics of their lives, of what they see every day surrounding them. And instead, NBA has people like LeBron, people like all like uh, uh, like Steve Kerr, like all the political idiots. They have um, they have wiped out the legacy created by Michael Jordan and by Larry Bird. And even by players in the 80s, to make NBA into a movement league, and every movement league, as the saying goes, you go you you, you go woke and you go broke. And for most people, it's the other way around. 
it's it's also a pretty good um, pretty good argument to say that because leagues mostly turn to that uh, manner, turn to that business plan when they start um, when when they are actually uh, existentially danger endangered. Um, and the NBA has become a movement league. They have now. They are not our serious products because for from the from the very beginning of their um, of, of their resumption of the season, they wore social messages on the backs of their jersey jerseys. They had Black Lives Matter uh, painted on the center of the basketball court, and the bubble. Really, the bubble like. It isn't politically correct. They could, have done with, they could have done without that, in my opinion. And we're going to discuss that later on the show. This isn't part of the argument. I'm just saying what they did after resuming, resuming, to, um, resuming, resuming the season. But those two things that I mentioned, um, alongside players standing out for communism, for socialism, for equality, and... They, 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 they state that they um, that they stay that they stand out that they stand for equality they, they, they say they stand out for equality and they want to make people uh, think although they don't know what that means they definitely don't know what that means they, they don't know what the bad thing means also but they, they never they okay let's go step by step um, they want to make you think that they that their messages, their measure of equality stands out for equality of uh, that equality uh, before the law, but it doesn't. It, what they want, they, what they're trying to say, tell you always, just um, confirms the fact that what they talk about, what they, their values, which are trying to push, even when they say that they want to push things through through. Uh, American uh, local legislature, legislature. Um, they always say it stands up for equality of outcome, which is the single one of the single most evil things you can ever possibly imagine on the history of the earth. And I would know that, although I didn't live in that period, but I, I, I'm in a country that was used to be um, run by a communist party for 45 fucking years. I haven't lived. But my, my, my parents have lived, have experienced a lot, and they can tell you it's not pretty. It's definitely not pretty. They used to be, they, they used to tell them those lies that people were equal. Equality, equal, equal outcome is the single most evil thing on the face of the earth. Equality before the law is something that democracy should have. But equality in terms of the outcome is the single most evil thing. They stand out for that. Mm. And those are terms that they actually don't know about. They won't educate themselves. They won't just blab out shit without educating themselves. And then they put out on those jerseys, they put out votes. They, they, they make, and the NFL make those, makes those uh, voting initiatives. You know, the NFL calls it Inspire Change. Um, those voting initiatives where they talk, but they try to make people it's like a vote, a vote initiative, but it really is a Biden, Biden Harris 2020 initiative. All right, they're not, they're not actually, um, um, they're not actually 
um, motivating you to vote in general. They're not motivating you to vote for who you want. They're not motivating, they're not motivating you to want if you want to. They're motivating you to want for Biden 2020. All right. It, it's almost the same as if they were uh, saying if they um, if they just put out on the back of their jerseys, but knowing that the sports. Um, uh, sports audience in general is conservative, is right wing at least. That would that would have worked even worse for them. Um, so those people who actually pretend to pretend to um, to try and try to tell you how an educated how uneducated you live your life. How educatedly you live a life tell you that you should feel guilty of being of just uh, of being of a particular race, which is actually racist. It's what real racists advocated. Racist organizations like the KKK or other and or, or people who push the Jim Crow laws or people who push slavery, which were by the way were from the Democratic Party, although those people will try to tell you otherwise. Um, so this is what people advocate. Uh, this is what those people advocated, and the, the NBA stars, they advocate the same thing. Um, they advocate the same things, and um, people people really grow, grow tired of, uh, of this. And the numbers now show more than any time before. The first time, uh, the, in the first edition of our show, it was a, it was a specific situation in which I said, that it isn't um, that it wasn't a situation in which it was absolutely a a sign of the NBA um, being in trouble because the situation then they had that they had that many, that, that that much competition that's so much competition you cannot possibly make the cover make the make the argument that their ranks they while they were pathetic and they were uh, unimpressive that they were troubling. Then the second time when uh, when um, the, the uh, a, a star a uh, starless um, uh, golf uh, PGA tournament a PGA golf tournament um, annihilated absolutely destroyed NBA decisive decisive the deciding NBA games the um, what was it the the play-in game between Portland and Memphis then the start of the playoffs and before that the end of the regular season those are all pretty big events in the NBA calendar golf which is which is the PGA tour which was a PGA tour the PGA championship the one it was one tournament even that had absolutely no meaning because to the uh, FedEx Cup playoff standings or similar, it completely destroyed the NBA. And then I said, this is a sign, this is definitely a sign that the NBA is, is, is on the downhill. And then again, the, those, while those pro- while the, while the protests were so, so bad, while the, the, the initiatives and what they standed, they, 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 oh, and all those things, were so bad there was no there was no guarantee that it was going to be a sustainable downfall the the this year's um <clears throat> this year's numbers of the NBA finals which had one of the teams 
be one of the teams from the one of, from a top three, I think, a market in the um, television market in the United States, and one team from a from one team uh, in, actually from a pretty, from a third from a top three television market and um, perhaps the most uh, popular team in the NBA all time ever, and also one of the most popular sports franchises in the history of the world. <clears throat> Pardon. Yeah, going up against a pretty big market, a, a pretty good team from a pretty good market, quite um, popular team. You know, a team that won two championships, that won two championships in the past ten years with LeBron. A team that is from Miami is the Miami Heat. It's not a team that people don't watch. Last time when they were in the finals, uh, they had LeBron. They lost four-one to the Miami Heat. They still had nine point three. Um, 9.3. Um, they were against the Spurs actually. They were nine, the average 9.3 rating with 15 million viewers, which was which was uh, a low back a low back then for the uh, for the NBA. It was actually the lowest since 2009. But oh boy, was it better than this year. Okay, what happened this year? Look at the lowest rating games. I'm looking Wikipedia. You can look at whatever you want, whatever site you want, whatever. Um, coverage you want. Look at the three lowest rated games in the history of the NBA Finals, so at least since number 1974. The three lowest lowest rated games. Number three, 2020 Game 1, 4.1. Number two, 2020 Game 2, 3.6. And the number one, the lowest rated games in the history of the NBA Finals since, since coverage is uh, followed and covered. The 2020 Game 3, 3.1, all from the 2020 NBA Final Series. Two of those games, actually not two, three of those games were won by the Lakers. Uh, two of those games were quite close. I don't know, I didn't follow them, but I think they were quite, some of those games were quite, uh, quite close. Um, then look at the least watched, in terms of this is viewership, least watched games in the history of the NBA Finals. Number three, 2020 Game 5. 5.7 million. Number two, game six, 5.6 million. And number one, the least watched game in the history of the Finals, 2020 game four, 5.27 million. <clears throat> Sorry again. All of those games are either the lowest, every game is either the lowest among the three lowest rated games or among the three least watched games. This is trouble now. This is real bad. This is so, so bad that. Um, that Adam Silver said that they were done next season for uh, with league well precisely they were done with the league promoting those initiatives you know they were gonna get they're gonna get rid of they're gonna get rid of the Black Lives Matter sign on the court they're gonna get rid of the um, the, the messages on the backs of their jerseys but the the uh, the bleeding has already started and it's bleeding as hell. It's bleeding in a in a matter a matter you cannot imagine. Um, people are already turned off by the NFL, by the NBA. Most people are 
there I cannot speak for most people there but their business is said to be um, slowing down for next season they're gonna start as late as March which God knows what's this is not gonna be a they're gonna have fewer games probably because it's not gonna be it's not gonna start on time here their season really starts on uh, in, in, in September on October it actually starts from October uh, in fact, the Lakers won that series um, 356 days after the start of the season, which was a record or something. <clears throat> Those numbers are so bad that there is now no, um, there is now no doubt about what is driving their problems, and it's it is it is. Uh, what the league is doing, also what the players are doing, the league is gonna stop because it hurts their financials. The players are probably not gonna stop, and the financial problems will continue. The ratings, the ratings bleeding will continue, but the standards set by the 2020 finals, which were reported down 70 percent, 70 percent compared to last year, 70 percent are are tough to be uh, are tough to be beat. To be defeated, and yet again they look as if they're going to continue. Especially compared to the second uh, second um, half of the season, and um, then the players are gonna, uh, as a big as a pretty good friend of mine likes to say, they're gonna be reminded that they need to eat and pay. For pay for pay to eat and pay to live, taxes are are are, are also a guarantee on death taxes and whatever the fuck. That's how the saying goes. But the the bleeding is already pretty big, and they are they don't have they they, they don't have they they cannot stop themselves. They are so evil and so um, unappreciative of what they have. They're so dumb. That they are gonna drive everyone away. They're gonna drive the money that they already that they're making now away. As also most most of the media says, LeBron is not endangering himself. He's at a lot of savings to retire right now, but he's gonna screw up the careers of a lot of players who are not making good money. Most of those people, most people in the media, so appreciate anything that they're now they're gonna see pretty. In a pretty bad way. That um, now they're really gonna experience in a bad way what's gonna happen. Uh, it's a pretty good, a pretty good um, chance for any but for any businessman out there to start a basketball league because they can easily challenge the NBA. The NBA it's is falling down. They all they often boast the um, they often like to boast the the their growth in terms of in terms of viewership within Europe, but I knowing that um, the, 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 knowing that teenagers are not, they're definitely not a, um, a reliable and um, or very young people, not a reliable core audience, are not a loyal. That's that is the word I, I was looking for, a loyal audience. This means that the loyal audience would be the people who actually started watching the NBA 
um, in the 90s, the, the late 80s, early 90s. All right, this, this, are, this is the more adult-like, the, the older audience in which in the, in, in the better part of the, uh, okay, not the better part, but in um, very Western Europe and uh, United Kingdom, they started watching we started watching in a time when everyone there was pretty conservative and everyone and everyone uh, everyone eastern of Munich started watching them after the fall of the Berlin Wall and after the fall of communism in Central and Eastern Europe meaning that those people are actually pretty um they're pretty right wing minded they're pretty um they're pretty freedom minded pretty capitalism minded in other words they're um they are either american conservatives or they're libertarian or they are they are they just they just, they support capitalism and freedom in other words and they are definitely not going to continue watch they're definitely not going to continue watching this shit. So, they're, they're they could be driving their core audience in in Europe um, away. But, but but by the way, they don't. Although they boast this audience, they're not making. Apparently, they don't. They don't actually want to keep it uh, very much because they are not catering to them. They're catering to China, and they have. Um, they have on numerous occasions they have supported communist China and now they have renewed their relationships with China and China put you know the fifth game of the finals on national television of the fucking central television um they put that they put it back and relationships are pretty in sync and everybody in the NBA community who criticized China for being a a communist shithole is um well there's a specific term in bulgaria um, I, I i'm not really i'm not sure i can i can translate that in a pretty accurate way they just they just say that he's going to be silenced by everyone by all those woke people within the nba all the people who tried not to kneel who tried to really go better most recently who tried to criticize china's camp camps where they put uh, political uh adversaries and political uh prisoners in which was done which was always done in in uh in communist countries you can look it up you can watch documentaries you can read books about it it's not unavailable and all those people are silent who, who who criticize this um lack of freedom of speech and this propaganda by the China Communist Party, but apparently the NBA pre values and values China pretty much. So, if, if a lot of those players in the NBA value China so much, then Americans then Americans should value Americans not should nobody tells them what they should do, but they do value freedom a lot so much that they're probably just they're just gonna stop watching the NBA. That's pretty obvious, and that's exactly what is happening. Um, they have a salary cap. The salary cap is gonna continue. Um, it's gonna continue dropping, but because they're politically correct, they're gonna continue giving out 
guaranteed contracts, maximum ma max contracts. They are continuing uh, ra raising the um, like giving them a bigger share of the revenue. Revenue sharing is a pretty bad idea in the, in the sports leagues, in my opinion. Salary cap, which salary cap depends on revenue sharing, therefore salary cap is also a bad idea, in my opinion. <clears throat> it's something that MLB has done, has done well, actually. This is pretty good. This is pretty good by the by the MLB. Pretty good. Deal. Uh, if if I were a uh, if I were a uh, owner, I, I wouldn't want it. But but it's doing it's actually pretty good for the MLB. It's, the league has it shows I mean, they have free market pretty much, and still they are it's pretty it's it's pretty competitive. It, it absolutely smashes the narrative that the league cannot be competitive without a salary cap. The MLB is very competitive. Most teams don't spend more than three years not competing. Look at all, pretty much every team has competed in the past 10 years, has been at least near a, um, a, play, a, a postseason spot, uh, apart from the Seattle Mariners. Seattle Mariners were close one year, they didn't reach that, but every year, every, every team has, I mean, the, 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 the Orioles, they, 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 they won, I mean, they got the they, they play with the the, the 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 Blue Jays in the in the post in the wild card before that they won they beat the they didn't beat the Angels but they got to round to the division series of the of the American League playoffs uh, you know the the Blue Jays they they reached the ALCS uh, in 2016 the the, the Pirates they. Played in the NLDS, they played the Cubs a couple of years ago. Um, you understand the deal, you know the, the Reds. They reached the the the, the, the postseason this year. It's the uh, 2000, 2015, they reached. They, they, they was the last time they reached. And every team, almost, it's pretty competitive. They still have a salary cap. Now they still don't have a salary cap. They all have revenue sharing, which is the right deal. Um. As for the NBA, the salary cap probably is, is, is just going to go down. Uh, okay, salary cap is going to go down, therefore they will, they will not have, uh, I made a mistake, they cannot increase the, the, the revenue sharing if the salary cap goes down, but they're going to increase the minimum, uh, because they're politically correct and they don't value business and facts very much, they're going to continue increasing the minimal, the, the minimum salary and the guarantees and they're just going to drive their business away they have um they have too many expenses because of the guaranteed contracts their salary cap is going to go down at rates bigger than the nfl bigger than the nhl and they also have um to to kind of make a transition to our next topic they also have that baggage of carrying the WNBA on the back on their backs now that's how I make the transition to the the last topic here. WNBA, it's a pretty bad league. It's an incredibly bad bad league. Adam Silver last year said that since they were established, it went through so much change. But they, he said that everywhere we're operating, it we've lost an average ten million. We've lost ten million on average. And people within the WNBA, the league is run very, very bad. And the, the media, of course, has a 
very different narrative as to what is happening. Of course, what they're saying completely doesn't uh, connect with with the reality in just a, a way so pathetic and so in a way so pathetic that it makes the 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 negligence of of ES, of media like ESPN regarding the NBA Finals this year just a minimum damage. This is this is what this is how just how pathetic the the media's opinions or on the women's national basketball association are just just uh, egregiously bad. Just absolutely, uh, it just makes me want to puke, and I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start. And like they ten, they're losing ten million per year. It is calling cowards. People criticize him a lot. Most times they criticize him, although I like him. I like his uh, commentating style. They just put it that way. Um, people criticize him most times rightfully. And he'll probably tell you that he thinks people criticize him. When people criticize me, they criticize me for, for, for rightful reasons. He'll tell you that. He, he not, when he has made a, a... When he didn't um got something right he'll say I didn't get it right but he also say don't be afraid to 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 make bold make bold predictions now maybe he should do it more um maybe he should actually uh regard consider the facts more more seriously before he does that but he still his staff don't think pretty but he said something that's spot on the NBA is a is a is a is a movement league because no matter how much it's hyped, I mean, pretty much it has it has free free commercialization. The, the league has done a lot. The league has done pretty small of a job uh, throughout the, the past fifteen years uh, promoting the league compared to what the media has. The media just on the grounds of the league being a women's basketball league and being a women's league, they have. They have Hyped the hell out of it, and it's more and more pathetic every year. It's losing more and more, and it's 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 boasting um, record high numbers, which compared to to even younger shows are just pathetic, and their numbers are pathetic, and their numbers for league the, the numbers are, are are pretty bad in terms of. Uh, 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 of ratings and they want to have the same pay as the NBA although they cannot touch the NBA's financial statements in any kind of area mm. yet they're making moves towards um, raising the revenue sharing although this is a product nobody can make money on Let's give some some details. Okay, what, where should I start? For Christ, for Christ's sake. Um, okay, New York Times. What the fuck am I doing in, on the website? Well, pretty much Howard Medgal, whoever the fuck the, this idiot is, he write an article how the WBA makes big bet on women with a new contract. Of course, he's uh, he is referring to the the. To the collective bargaining agreement that they signed in January 2020, um, where they pretty much um, 
it's gonna be approved but um, yes uh, from what we're seeing we're pretty much raising although we, this doesn't state how much we're raising it the maximum increases to 215 $215,000 83% although it's it's kind of absurd if you want to have free market it's kind of absurd to uh, to have a maximum share it's kind of actually pretty bad to have a minimum share or to have a minimum um, salary it, salary cap is also pretty dumb all those things are pretty dumb and the uh, most to the biggest extent some of them will be cool with that um, yeah. Mm, yeah it says that the least i seven uh, stuff like that uh, but but the what is the median the median active is that the it, it's 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 unlawful that the owners don't give them as big of money as uh, as the as the men's they don't do that because they discriminated but just the reality doesn't connect with that they don't make they don't make the the the, the league doesn't make even sliders of profit it doesn't make any kind of money to 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 actually justify because if you don't make money if you lose money and you just you make the expenses bigger you're just gonna lose more money i'm just trying to fucking put to simplify already simple facts it's it's fucking painful it's fucking painful um and yeah, this is that 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 constant narrative. This is the constant narrative. How the current revenue is sixty million, and how the salary caps of about one million uh, mean that um, uh, mean that they have they, they get just twenty five percent of the of the of the revenue sharing the players. Um, like revenue has absolutely no good meaning when you're an entrepreneur all right because you're in that game to make money nobody is in that game to make revenue everyone's in that game to make profit you don't make a profit with this product how do you expect them to um like it's a bleeding they're losing so much so much money you cannot expect them to 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 increase uh, costs expenses any kind of way. Like, again, I'm simplifying already simple facts. It's kind of it's kind of difficult to do. It's kind of painful. It's kind of dumb. It's pretty dumb. It's it's incredibly dumb. And they just say how if you actually in order they have to double the the salaries in a, in, in a way for to have something even close to 50% revenue sharing and guess what they're gonna lose they're gonna lose a lot more than they're losing right now the league the NBA commissioner Adam Silver says that the league which owns the WNBA the NBA loses 10 million per year because of the WNBA which means the WNBA probably loses even more because it has it has people who own 30% of, of, of a team's ownership they lose they probably lose uh, uh they lose their money as well so the league 
across the board clues bleeds even even worse it bleeds even worse uh, it's it's gonna this is what makes the mba's business plan so bad this is what progressivism does with any kind of business and this is what actually makes me think what the hell are our are, are businesses doing by going the progressive path not only is there i mean they are they are enhancing they are promoting uh, pro, uh, progressive values they're promoting them uh, but at the same time uh, they same time this this doesn't drive people interest because nobody who's gone woke has has increased his interest it's go, it's always gone downhill always wants to go downhill so this is not a good way to promote a product um, but at the same time um, but at the same time it, 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 it makes you makes you work more expensive it, it, it works against this is some kind of pseudo pseudo kind of business you're doing pseudo business it's, it's trying to establish equality or I, I, we said it's it's movement leaks like that they're just killing themselves uh, because they don't do and this is why MBA's plan is so bad it's, it's all because the MBA for a couple of years now has been um, progressive and because it's progressive and the a, the AFL it's mostly you know, it's mostly mostly isn't progressive but it did but it, I think it, it went down the AFL the NF, the NBA path of carrying the same baggage on its on its back and it's gonna pay the price because exactly because of events like COVID where they didn't they didn't have for a big part they didn't have um, Crowds down AFL had a lot more in terms of crowds than the than the NBA, but and WNBA is a liability. It, it will it, it will not it will not make money off of it. It loses money, and the NBA, which is now facing the threat of losing money more than ever before because their ratings are down, because their revenue is going down. People are not watching this before because people actually. Are being insulted by by why the but by, by by what the NBA is promoting, and all of a sudden the NBA whose finances are being hurt are going to be by are going to be hurt even more by a liability named the WNBA, which has never learned earned money. It has been a movement league for 23 years. It has lost it has lost money each and every year. It's been saved by the teams, but at the end, then teams probably don't like. Losing mom, losing. They probably like having their um, them having the, the the path of of of, of choosing whether their team is uh, whether their, their business. They having the control whether their business is uh, winning or losing, is earning or, or is profitable or or or, or losing, and um, not being being. Uh, being stolen by not being stolen money from the league in order to bail out the WNBA. This is why the decentralization in any in any but uh, sorry. This is why centralization in any way, either in the state, either in the government or in, in business, does not work. What works is decentralization and a product which is not watched, it's 
uh, in progressive communities like especially the the young uh, audience of the United States of America um, is, is gonna make the it's gonna it's gonna seem like um, it, it, it is gonna seem like um, that they, they are working for equality by trying to uh, by trying to grow the women's league because uh, to try to for the men's league trying to grow the women's league in order to have equality which is an absurd idea in in, in, in theory but in practice what it's gonna do it's gonna uh, it's gonna just steal money from some people to bail out other people which in the government 10 out of 10 times you would call that socialism and it's exactly what's going on within the NBA this is why the NBA because always everything has been social socialist everything that's been socialist countries people they go bankrupt and the NBA is on that path with the liability like that and a business plan like that and ideology like that actually the best if you're a business, the best ideology you could have is have no ideology or at least have the ideology of your product. Promote the ideology of your product, not a particular political ideology. But being but by being socialist, they're bound to go bankrupt. They have been business-wise, and now they are they are now their their brand is socialist. It is going down in flames faster than anything uh, ever before in, in international sports. And international, so many leagues have gone down in the Western, in, in, in professional sports, in the Western uh, civilization in the past 120 years, and yet nothing is, is, is being defeated so badly, as badly as the NBA. Where are we're we're coming we're we're back after uh, after after this very quick let's look at after we have actually um, dissected uh, the business and the ratings part of the, the the previous couple of weeks in the NBA and the NBA and the NFL and Major League Baseball and the AFL let's look quickly at the the on field action I think that would be Pretty good thing to, to do. Um, so week five of the NBA, and you nobody watches the NBA first off. Week five of the NFL was what I thought was people actually thought it was not going to be a good, um, not going to be a good week because they didn't have that that many games between potential contenders, but there were a lot of new teams that were going to com compete. It's what it became. Uh, this became something. Uh, this became a guarantee from the start of the season immediately, that because there were so many new good teams, and so many teams that were now, now bad. Um, so it turned out we have had some pretty good games, um, some pretty impactful games, um, wild finishes and games that were impactful. You know, some games that were not so impactful. Yet we have probably one of probably the best game of the of the week coming up. The night after I, 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 I uh, the, 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 the night after I, 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 I'm, I'm recording this, which is the Buffalo and Tennessee. These are the two teams that actually I believe that they, they have pretty good chances to be where they are now at the end of the season. Both teams, I think, will win their divisions. 
Um, I'm willing to bet on it. Both things are, 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 are very, both things are tremendous. Just the, the Tennessee Titans are, their running game looks pretty good, but as always. Um, but their, their passing game is, 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 is good and their defense is not as bad as we thought it, 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 is, it would be. Um, so, obviously, those teams are not going to be undefeated, but um, the Titans are pretty good. I mean, the Buffalo Bills, they're just right now, they're one of the best teams in the league. In my mind, there's no, there no doubt they're going to win the division, the AFC East. The, the Patriots, all due respect, they're a lot behind. They're behind by a lot. Uh, but the, the Bills, Josh Allen has been the MVP. Okay, like, yes, he has been the MVP of the season so far. The Bills' passing game is so good with the addition of Stefan Diggs, also with George Brown and Cole Beasley. Uh... Devin Singletary is even better. Is even better than last year. He's actually improving upon whatever he did last year. Their defense is incredible. They are very well balanced team, great in so many areas. And they're pretty. The only weakness now is it's one of their strengths, and they're looking better than ever. They are bound bound to uh, to to win the division. In my opinion. All the other games. Monday Night Football. New Orleans beat uh, the Chargers by three points in a in, in a great close game in overtime. Um, but the, 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 the Saints Saints struggled. Saints do struggle. Alvin Kamara has been Alvin Kamara was somebody that I didn't think was um, as uh, efficient as people gave him credit for, but he has been. Where uh, the what has driven the Saints if they had any if they had any kind of offensive success this year? His uh, yards per attempt this year is down by just uh, by just one tenth. But so far through four start four uh, four uh, four games started, he's on he's on pace to uh, have more rushes than last year. So he's gonna be the single most prolific uh, weapon in the in Saints' offense, which is which is gonna probably if he slows down, the New Orleans Saints are not a playoff team because Drew Brees is not very good right now. They don't have offensive depth because Emmanuel Sanders he's been kind of quiet. Michael Thomas he was injured then. He was injured, then he was benched against the Chargers, and the Saints are, are a pretty beatable team. And, you know, they lost to the they lost to the uh, to the Raiders, then they lost to, to the to the Packers. Um, the Saints' offense is is not good right now. Although actually, for for the problems that they have offensive, they score a lot of points, but they're not. They they're not. They don't have the offense to um, to to give the spark in their in their game as they did the previous two years because um, their secondary is not all that good. They have a good pass rush, but their secondary is not that good. And now that the the offense is slowing down. They don't have anything 
to um, they don't have like uh, a catalyst in their in their game, and they I think I still think that they're, they're going to win the division. But if the Panthers uh, who beat the the, the the Falcons, the Falcons were the single most disappointing team so far uh, in the league. If the, if, the, if, the, if the Panthers stay as hot as they're right now, they're gonna be they're they're gonna be pretty, they're gonna be the most the biggest um, competition of, for the division with the Saints this year. The, the, the division, although, is not as good this year. Uh, as far as the the the, the Buccaneers go, I think they're they're gonna be a, a borderline wildcard team. The Pittsburgh Steelers are 4-0 for the first time since 1979. The 978-979 teams, when they won the Super Bowl, um, are pretty different than the 2020 year, the 2020 season, when, you know, they, the quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, coming off a year when he was injured for the most of the year, and this team coming with uh, absolutely no, no expectations, you had expectations to even possibly not, not, not grab a postseason berth. Even some people have said that the Steelers are the third best team in the, in the division. Where well, right right now the Steelers definitely look like the best team in the division. They look like one of the best teams in the AFC. Like Big Ben has been playing pretty well, and their offense is pretty well. Their 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 their, their defense is, is is awesome. Their defense uh, has been one of the best. So far, in terms of sacks, in terms of least allowed yards on the on the ground, and also in the air, it's, the defense is balanced overall, and it's been a huge catalyst. Um, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are one of the best teams right now. They're definitely gonna they're definitely gonna uh, outplay the expectations. As will the Raiders, who beat the 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 the, 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 the Chiefs, four thirty two. Uh, and the last time the Raiders were in the in the playoffs, their car was injured. This was the reason why I didn't get anywhere. But their car is without without any kind of joke, without any kind of doubt. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And I'm I'm not overplaying this. I'm not just overplaying everybody as if he's a batter. He's the worst of the best player. Their car is legitimately one of the most accurate, one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the F, in, in, in the NFL when he has. Uh, weapons, which the last two years, um, his uh, GM staff has done a pretty good job in providing him. Now he has he has a tremendous running weapon in Josh Jacobs, who was one of the best running running uh, backs last year, and he has some some kind of good receivers and like has Hunter Renfro and other receivers. Like he doesn't nearly have the, the most. Uh, the, the the most uh, impressive wide receiver core, but their car, their car has um, he was the most uh, he was the most efficient quarterback last year, and he so far he his passer rating is 126.7, which is a career best. Uh, his completion percentage is 70. This is the uh, not 70. And his rating is not 132. Uh, his rating is 115, which is uh, which would be a career best. Of course, there are a lot. There is a lot of football to be played. His completion percentage of 73.1 uh, is a career, would be a career best. Of course, there's still a lot 
a lot from what we played. And he has a touchdown interception um, ratio of 11 to 1. 11 to 1. Uh, which goes to show that his game has been pretty uh, pretty clean. This is all, people may not realize it. Last year he was 21 and 8. And right now what we're seeing, which is also good, but right now what we're seeing is uh, marks of an incredible um, incredible improvement from the start of his career, which had he was 20, 21, he had 12 interceptions his first year in 16 start, 13 the next year. Then in the playoff year he had um, he had uh, just he was 28 and he, he had 28 and six, but after that he had 13 interceptions. Then he had 10 interceptions, and. If he keeps that pace, he's gonna have an MVP type of campaign. Their car is legitimately the, the the record doesn't indicate that, but the record in baseball record for uh, for quarterbacks and for pitchers in those two respective sports are one of the most mis are, are, are two of the most misleading and dumbest uh, statistics you can ever possibly imagine. They don't actually because they they put a team effort on the backs of one player. This the player doesn't have. He has only. He has no control over his own stats. He has no control over other people's stats. And this is what's literally misleading many people. This is probably why Brady is considered to be on par in terms of contribu- contribution uh, for the for the Patriots. Um, on par in terms of contributions with Bill with Bill Belichick uh, in the in the Patriots uh, dynasty, although most of this uh, win loss record contribution come from Belichick himself. But quarterback record is a very bad statistic to look at. You should look mostly to uh, at workload completions and the least impossible and. Uh, Interceptions, not necessarily touchdown and touchdown ratio, uh, touchdown interception ratios, but interceptions in order to see if his game is clean. This is what indicates if a quarterback is performing well, and what quarterbacks is performing bad, which quarterbacks are performing bad. Quarterback ratings indicate which teams are performing well, which teams are performing bad, and uh, attaching that to a quarterback is incredibly bad. I know, I have no idea who thought this would be. Uh, Indicative of a quarterback's performance. It, it's not. It's not in, in, for a pitcher in baseball. It's also not. It's pre-bad statistics. Pre-bad, pre-bad statistic. It's been attached to their car for for uh, I've, for at least the five seasons that I've watched the NBA. That I've followed it uh, from from uh, every game. Every, I've followed every game, and everyone has has tried has said to the Raiders either in Oakland, Las Vegas, get rid of. Um, Derek Carr. They didn't. They even thought about. Some people thought that the, the Raiders were drafting a quarterback this year for some reason, or it was last year. I don't remember. They were. They thought the Raiders would be drafting a quarterback. People said get rid of Derek Carr. Derek Carr is, was the most was one of the most efficient quarterbacks last year, and he's the most efficient quarterback thus far this season. He has tremendous stats, and when he's good, he his game is very clean. It's just, just, just 
incredibly hypocritical, incredible, incredible misunderstanding of the game of where success comes from to think that that their car, their car's numbers are bad. They're not as good as Rogers, not as good as, uh, as Breeze, they're not as good as Manning, they're not as good as as Patrick Mahomes, they're not as good as uh, even even Sean Watson or 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 Lamar Jackson. Although you can, I can argue uh, regarding those two, but Derek Carr is a top ten quarterback. Derek Carr is a top ten quarterback in the NFL, and this is their they're going to prove this. Uh, they're going to prove. The, the opposition wrong. By the way, he's made 99 stars. This means that his next game is going to be his 100th game. And the Raiders... I, I kind of picked the Raiders after last season to reach the... to win the AFC. And I don't think... I think the Kansas City Chiefs are winning the AFC. Although the Raiders literally beat them. Beat them. But the long run is what counts. I think the, the, the Chiefs are better in the long run. I don't think the Chiefs will repeat, um, but the Raiders are gonna. The Raiders are definitely gonna reach the, the the playoffs. They're gonna go on a deep run. They're gonna be one of the great surprises this season because their car, even when he has uh, minimum weapons, right now he has a good running game. Uh, this would guarantee you almost immediately that both uh, components of the of the offense are are, are very efficient. Their car is an accurate quarterback. He doesn't waste the chances given to him by the workload because this is what the coach the coaching determines the workload. May determine that uh, running game gets more than the um, than the passing game. Of course, that already happens nowadays. Their car has had more than 500 passing attempts in each of his last five seasons. In the last six, six seasons, yes. Um, so he he doesn't. He's not wildly inconsistent. He's very consistent, very accurate quarterback. And when this team, when the the defense defense is is solid, kind of solid. Um, in, 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 it's not. It's, it's, it's actually middle of the pack offense. Their, their secondary is not all that good. Um, if being honest, and they're not top of the league in, in almost anything. They're not top of the league, but it's at least middle of the pack. It's middle of the pack offense, an elite young running back, which goes to prove that his contrib contributions are, are huge and. The offense is, is is extremely consistent. This is their car has there's never been a more worthy candidate to lead the the Raiders than their car. Um, and uh, the Seattle, of course, beat Minnesota 27-26. There was no one never really a doubt in my mind that, that, that the Seattle was winning, although although they were although they were behind early, they made a comeback. Um, and Chris Carson's kind of bad, so this is where this Chris Carson has had, has struggles. He's kind of injured right now. Um, this this is where the problems might come from. But the Seattle passing game is thriving now. This year, DK Metcalf has been absolutely tremendous. They've now found somewhat of a somewhat of a uh, wide receiver depth, though. So 
this passing unit might actually cross the board um, tonight. The Browns are to stay hot, 32-23 against the Colts. The wide receiver, the, again, another wide receiver, wide receiving depth, a deep uh, wide receiving, a deep receiving core, not just wide receivers, proved its value. Another piece to that, Jarvis Landry was, had, had a bad game, but Austin Cooper was pretty good. And uh, Kareem Hurden, Demetrius, the Ernest Johnson, uh, showed that they can at least um, be so, yeah, cover a part of the production left uh, left behind by uh, Nick Chubb's absence. So Darius Johnson is going to be more often than going to be a lot more often a part of the of the uh, running stable. And he also proved everything I wrote about in my franchise sports article uh, last week that Baker Mayfield is gonna is gonna eventually. Even if uh, Nick Chubb's influence is smaller right now, he's injured. He's gonna prove himself that with um, with um, even twice less efficient running game and that 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 deep of a wide receiving core, he's a good enough passer for that offense without Nick Chubb to catch up uh, to at least uh, get. Be on par, uh, be near that, uh, near 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 as productive as the offense was uh, being run through the running game uh, of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. And I think over the long haul, Baker Mayfield is gonna be at least a solid pass, solid uh, passer because he has so many good receivers. I think if he, he, he doesn't get to the playoffs this year with this receiving core, which has Otto Beckham Jr., uh, Landry Jones, and tight end, uh, so as good as Austin Cooper, and a new offensive line with Jack Conklin, this would be a uh, wild disappointing year by him. He at least has with so much talent, so, so little, uh, so few holes in the offense, and a thriving uh, defense in anything not named uh, passing coverage. Although Denzel Ward is having a good season, but so so little, so few holes in everyone on the field. If he if, if he turns out to be the hole, this is going to be a concern. It doesn't wouldn't mean get rid of him, but it would mean um, problems. It would, it would mean that Cleveland probably is going to invest more or please be a little bit concerned with him. And finally, Dallas wins 37, uh, 30, uh, 30, uh, 34 against an abysmal Giants team. The Giants are 0-5. The Jets are 0-5. The first time in history that the Jets and the Giants have collectively started 0-10. The Jets lost 30-10 against the, 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 the Cardinals. By the way, Chase Edmonds is, is pretty good. But, not, not good about it. And, but to finish off, Andy Dalton is going to be Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys quarterback almost certainly for the rest of the season, a gruesome injury for Dak Prescott, which is going to, I don't think he's going to leave his career in jeopardy, although we don't know yet, but he's going to leave him out for a season. Andy Dalton is, there's never been doubt that Andy Dalton is good enough 
I actually wanted Newman to get him instead of Cam Newton. Although Belichick probably will have the, as as much success with him as with um, as with um, with Andy Dalton, but Andy Dalton has has always done a great job um, as a pocket passer. He has one of the deep, one of the best uh, trios of uh, receivers. He's one of the, the best uh, running backs. Like running the 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 offense through Zikaveda is gonna it could make it, it could be a more productive even more productive uh, offense than running it through the the passing game with Dak Prescott and Andy Dalton has the uh, Mari Cooper although he's been up and down he's been up and down he's not been consistent uh, he also has um, he also has Sigilam. Um, and he also has one another pretty good receiver, so Andy Dalton is is gonna do hell of a job with with this Dallas team, especially if the offensive line is gonna be as good as it as it was with the, the first two seasons with Dak Prescott as a quarterback. So the Dallas Cowboys are still gonna be pretty dangerous in my opinion. They weren't very good to begin with because they are their defense is pretty bad. They are. Uh, they were uh, borderline uh, champion division title cont- uh, contenders and probably um, candidates to uh, candidates to be one and done. But Andy Dalton as a quarterback, I don't think makes them a lot worse. This is what could call. This is actually one of those things that could cause because Dak Prescott is a quarterback. He's been playing on a franchise tag. This, this is what caused the quarterback. Uh, financial bubble to explode in the in the off seasons. So this is going to be pretty pretty interesting to look at. Uh, we had a lot to talk about uh, to talk about regarding the, the NFL week five, uh, week six. Um, is some of the interesting games we have. Uh, on the schedule, I just point out we already talked about Bills and, and tennis titles, which we will have finished by the time you listen to this. By the way, although you can you can actually listen to this, well, it might actually come out. I'm trying to get it out before the games on Sunday, but you never know. I try to get it. I try to get it out in the morning rather than 9 p.m. again time, but it's still never know. Some of the games which are on next um, next uh, week the weekend coming up Browns against Steelers this is one of my uh, one of my games of the week this is going to be the, the best of the early of the early sessions of the early session and I think the Steelers are are are, are, are going to be going to go going to continue their hot streak they're going to be five and all beating the Browns at home um, with Big Ben's passing offense working so well, Chase Claypool might actually stand out as a pretty, pretty good passer against a, an inconsistent Browns passing defense. Um, the running game might actually be stopped, but the one this one is going to be a tough game for the Browns offense because the Steelers are good in pretty much any department. Green Clant and Darius Johnson have problems against one of the best rushing defenses in the league. So the Steelers have 
the, the upper hand in this game. Uh, Ravens and Eagles. Um, this is a, a must-win game for the Ravens against the bad Eagles team. This is going to be one of the, the easiest, easier games for the Ravens this year. Uh, Falcons, Vikings, a must-win game, must game for both teams. And I think the Falcons are just too bad to go on six. But we said that last year. They were all, they were one and seven. Um, Bears and pa and Panthers, two hot teams. The Bears were three and zero. They they won uh, last last week, going four and one. Uh, both teams won on, on winning uh, won their last games. Panthers have won three in a row with Mike Davis pretty much filling in pretty well for for uh, Christian McCaffrey and Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore have turned out to be dream duo of wide receivers for Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater provided a pretty clean and good game through the air last week. He was one of the best uh, in week five. He was one of the best uh, quarterbacks in the league. So I'm taking the Panthers in this one. Packers, Buccaneers, the Panther, the the Packers are um, off the bye with Aaron Jones healthy. Their defense is good overall. But the the way they're using their offense with so many, they don't have that many receivers actually, but they use a lot of their running backs um, from the backfield to catch passes, and they've done that very efficiently. Very, they've been very productive in terms of passes, uh, in terms of yards. The Packers are still gonna they're gonna are gonna continue the winning streak against the a hesitant, inconsistent Tampa Bay team on any side of, of the football. Rams and 49ers, 49ers have been wildly disappointing. The Rams remind us pretty much of the 2018 Rams. The Rams are going to continue to go 5-1. And, and then Monday night, game, Monday night games, this is another of my game of the week picks. Uh, picks. Uh, Kansas City, Buffalo, Buffalo. I think are gonna win. Gonna be five and all by the time this game is played. Uh, and at home, I give them chances against the Chiefs. I'm not sure what the what the spread's gonna be. I think they're gonna cover the spread unless it's like a point or two and a half points. If it's a if it's a field goal, they're gonna cover it because you know, looking by three, it's still it's still. But I think they're going to lose to the Chiefs by less than one, pos one possession. Um, and they're going to be close to the... They're going to be close uh, uh, late on, but I still, I still think that the Chiefs are going to win the game. And Cardinals, Cowboys, Cowboys, as I, as I said again, defense pretty bad. Offense still going to be pretty productive and more productive if, if it's run if it's run through. If it's run through uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Cardinals still pretty good on both sides of the football. Cardinals gonna win on the road in Arlington, Texas. How much time? Okay, we're 28. A little bit about the MLB. Um, the league. I mean, MLB has playoffs have been pretty good. Um, always this time of year, M NFL is the king over anything else because this is where actually NBA year started. With NBA actually finished finished this year that at that time. Um, but the MLB has been, it hasn't had uh, that many, as many problems as the NBA has had financially, of course. And they have actually, I, I, if I were Rob Manfred, 
this I would think this format is a lot better for me financially and entertainment wise financially always when you have more games more revenue I mean you're gonna have you're gonna make a lot more the chances of making a profit would be a lot better with this format which has best of three um, which has best of three wildcard um, series which turn out to be a lot more interesting of course in those wildcard series the top teams participate as well so um, they generate more interest and they have more they, they, they turn out to be more interesting but they turn out to, to generate more money so this playoff is a match uh, this playoff format is a match made in heaven which the MLB has found which might be one of the ways they can bring innovation into their into their game. I've always, I've always thought the better your the better way a better way to market product is to market your current product and mostly to to, to market your um, competitive balance. I mean your uh, your where the intrigue in your standings and in your games are rather than changing the the rules. Changing the rules hasn't actually paid dividends. It's been very overrated, um, and this could be you're you're actually changing things here. But this could be a lot better of a way to to provide chances to market particular feuds, particular storylines, uh, and to market you know. Um, and also, you, by having more teams in the playoffs, you can also here have um, a lot more drama late on in the season for who wins the divisions for who wins uh, postseason birth so this could this is where could innovation could start for the for the MLB a league which has been so uh, which has been so desperate and not delivered in this department could actually be on the upward uh, um, now we're in the league championship series Atlanta and Dodgers I already made my picks I said Houston uh, no I said Tampa Bay and uh, um, and the, the Dodgers, uh, Tampa Bay are. I think they have. They, they don't have a typical rotation, but they have a lot deeper of a pitch, pitching staff. You know, they use in all in all sorts of efficient ways. They have to uh, to use their pitchers, so they are. They, they they don't have any kind of problems in the mound. Um, they have their lineup has been pretty good in the player in the in the in the in the, in the postseason, so it actually responds pretty good to a matchup against a solid um, against a solid but beatable uh, Astros rotation. Uh, this is why I picked the the race here. Um, Atlanta and Dodgers. Atlanta won Game One. I'm still picking the Dodgers. They have. Mostly, it's mostly because of the matchup. Because I'm a proponent of Moneyball. You can make a team to win the by by using mathematics and statistics, pretty, pretty simple but yet efficient way. You can make a team that you can project to win the regular season, or to to reach a particular number of wins the regular season. You cannot make a team that that's you know you can say it's a winning team. In, in, in the in the in the postseason, this is a cliche, you know, by the media. 
by 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 sports media an inefficient unrealistic cliche um, so I'll go a little bit further I'll say that the postseason is at least uh, a game of matchups series are game matchups which are mostly more often not gonna be gonna be correct the, the balance is gonna be correct uh, the if, the if the game has more, if the series has more games, uh, you know, hence in a longer period of time. Uh, so this is why the postseason is a game of matchups, and the matchup that decide that, that defines my outcome of the Dodgers and Braves series is between the the, the race the the, the same the, the the Dodgers and Braves series is the Braves rotation. Against the Dodgers lineup, the Dodgers lineup, Mookie Betts, but not just they've been they've been one of the the, the highest scoring in the MLB this season. I but they've been the more the highest the highest scoring in the MLB this season, and up again they're up against an Atlanta rotation which I uh, which has Mike uh, Mike Fried, which who who was one of the best pitchers in the MLB. But he's gonna start on just one of those games. Ian Anderson has been surprising, but after that, you Kyle Wright have other pitchers, but they don't. They're not. They lose. They're definitely gonna lose that matchup against the the Dodgers. The Dodgers lineup and the, the, the Braves lineup, which has been kind of kind of quiet, kind of quiet in the. Postseason, it was kind of quite of quiet in the regular season uh, against the Dodgers. Um, uh, the Dodgers rotation, which is uh, averagely deep, not too deep, but not lacking of great performance, uh, great performers. Uh, this is kind of tight, so this the other matchup is what is gonna uh, dictate uh, how the what is going to take the outcome of the series? So and, and yeah, finally with the AFL finals this week, you have we have the the preliminary finals, um, with one of which is the most intriguing, Port Adelaide against Richmond. The it is a rematch of the game of the year in the regular season. Um, Port, uh, the other one, Brisbane against Geelong. All the teams that finished the top four back in the preliminary finals, and these are these finals are really as predicted are on the verge of being among the best ever. Then the the two the, the latter two games in the in the uh, in the fi- in the week of the finals proved that and. For Adelaide and Richmond, I think Richmond are going to win that. They're going to win the game, but both teams are really, I think, are two of the top three teams in the league, without any kind of doubt. Um, and uh, I think the, 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 the Richmond Tigers, they prove they can beat the Lions. The Coralie is significantly more consi- consistent to some extent. Um, but I still, I think the, the Richmond Tigers can, can surprise everybody and win the and win a grand final this year. So 
Um, they, they are pretty, they're pretty good bet in this final uh, 185 uh, coefficient to 195 coefficient in the betting. Um, the Lions are favorites in the other game against Geelong. Again, two great, in, incredible games and route to what's going to be a terrific grand final. Back after this for more on Last Man Standing Podcast. You're listening to Last Man Standing Podcast presented by Tedor Tedogating Channel. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, and whatever platform you're listening to.